This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a fine start to your week. As again, apologies for there being no 8am show yesterday. Uh, I was at Mikel Arteta's press conference, which I'll talk a little bit about shortly. Um, but yeah, that's why there was no show. So I can only apologise for that. Um, but it is, of course, match day. Arsenal play Everton tonight in a massive opportunity for the Gunners to go five points clear at the top of the table without reply from Manchester City. Very, very important that Arsenal managed to get a victory in tonight's game and will certainly need no motivation, not only in the context of the title, but also considering what happened at Goodison Park at the start of last month. Yes, it's weird to say last month. We're already in March of 2023. How time flies when you're having fun. Uh, good morning to everybody joining us in the chat box. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. StreamYard has stolen the rights of those that were first. So let's head over to the YouTube page just to see that. Uh, good morning to Matt G. You got in there first this morning. James SNR, uh, Brand Percy, Carl NSW, Martin, Stevie Morgie, Anthony Lynn. Uh, we got Clincy, we got Marcus, uh, and plenty more of you guys as well. StreamYard, though, giving the credit to Akmal and Nav. Uh, good morning to you, to Mitch. Good morning to Lynn. Uh, good morning to Afsar. We've got uh, Francois in the chat box as well. Kev. Ali, Marcus, Frankie, and plenty more of you guys as well. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you are indeed new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, it would really help if you left a five-star review um, and a written review on iTunes if you're able to leave one there as well. Thank you so much. Um, Without further ado, let's crack on with today's stories. We first of all kick off by telling you that Arsenal, of course, as we've mentioned already, do play Everton this evening. And we did a preview show um, talking all about the game uh, with Garrett, James and Pablo. Uh, Make sure you tune in for that. I mean, it's it's worth it just to hear Pablo's pronunciations of player names more than anything else. Uh, It was fantastic. But uh, certainly, 
um, yes, please do go and check that one out. Certainly worth uh, a listen and uh, getting yourself all clued in and geared up for tonight's game. Now, last night there were fixtures in the FA Cup. Manchester City, we are what I think we have to be, is is rather pleased that they progressed with a 3-0 victory over Bristol City. Fulham knocked out Leeds. Brighton knocked out Stoke City. And Blackburn are the next side to defeat Leicester City after our fine selves last weekend as well. Next, of course, in the competition, the games that really matter to Arsenal is Southampton because Arsenal will, of course, play Southampton on that weekend in April of the 21st. If Southampton beat Grimsby Town tonight and win their quarterfinal. Arsenal will have a weekend off ahead of their game against Manchester City. So certainly one to keep an eye on for a number of reasons. They play Grimsby tonight at 7.15. Burnley play against Fleetwood. Manchester United play West Ham. And Sheffield United play some team down the road in North London hoping that they can get a result there as well. So plenty of interesting results. But most importantly, I think from this is that Man City will have yet another fixture added to their list before the end of the campaign. Now, Tommy Asu has been speaking to the Arsenal website in which he talks about how he's happy to fight for his place. He was talked about the fact that he will reach his 50th appearance if he plays for Arsenal tonight. Quite quickly how that's come around. He says, I didn't know it's come so quickly. It's special to me because Arsenal are one of the biggest clubs in the world and I'm happy to play for this club. When you play for one of the biggest clubs in the world, there is big competition all the time and Ben White has been playing very well. So I just have to be patient. When I play, I just give everything for the team. So I need to be ready for all of the time. When I arrived here, I didn't know what to do for the team because I didn't know how Mikel wanted to play. But now I understand. Hopefully I am better than when I arrived here. And I think we can all agree that Tommy Asu has been a surprise since he arrived from Bologna in the summer of 2021. He provided us, I think, with probably the best right-back performances that we've seen probably since... Is it fair to say Bakary Sanyo? No, Hector Bellerin did a really good job at right back. But I think Tommy Asu last season was very good when he played. And this season, of course, we've had Ben White coming in and doing an arguably even better job. But I think both of them have formed a very good partnership on that right-hand side when they play, whether it's together with White at centre-back or Tommy at right, uh, at right back, but also replacing one another. I think we've got great depth in that position as well. Mikel Arteta conducted his press conference yesterday. I was, of course, there to speak to the Arsenal boss, talked about a number of topics. I got the feeling that he maybe didn't get up on the best side of the bet. <laughs> he came across quite short and sharp. And I know that he usually comes across quite short and to the point and maybe not as engaging as we'd like him to be in a press conference. And, you know, who really wants to sit in a press conference all day long, I suppose. There's also that factor. But he did seem a little bit more sharper Um with his responses than he usually is. But he was asked about a number of things. Thomas Partey's fitness. He said that he's trained. Uh, he hasn't trained much. He had a session and he will train today. It is what it is. He was out for a few weeks and he needs to get back into the rhythm. He was asked about if there was any comment on the Gabriel and William Saliba uh, situation. He says they are a happy marriage. They love playing with each other, but they are really demanding of each other, which is good. Everything is fine. He was later asked about kind of the idea around not wanting them to be uh, robots. Uh, I think it was Mark Manbryans from PA that asked the question. Um, and he says he doesn't want his, his players to be robots. I want players with feelings, with passion. And they demand more from each other than any uh, other. And they have a great chemistry. And those two, Gabriel and Saliba, certainly have that chemistry on and off the field. I love that even when winning, they want each other to do better. Uh, now, when given the opportunity 
to ask uh, a question I asked about his an analysis of Kivior and Smith Rowe's uh, performances for the under 21s. They played for the under 21s uh, against Chelsea on Tuesday evening. Um, or rather on Monday evening to then have the press conference, of course, on Tuesday now, the game today. He says they were really good. Obviously, they needed some minutes, and at the moment, they haven't had much exposure for different situations. It was great to see them on the field because we are going to need them in the next couple of games. So perhaps we might see both Kivior and Smith-Rowe um, involved in some way, shape or form, either against Everton today or against Bournemouth on the weekend, but I thought Kivior was great. Smith I thought looked sharp as well, but Kivior, obviously, we haven't really seen anything of him. His passing is very impressive. Uh, if Gabriel has got a part of his game that he needs to work on, it, it is his passing, even though it's certainly been a lot better. Um, but I think that's really a big strength of Kivior, his speed as well. He never looked uncomfortable at the back, and you wouldn't want him to in an under-21s game, of course, but you know he never looked uncomfortable. He always looked like he knew where the ball was going to be, and he looked like he'd inter he could interpret that and read the game very well as well. So I think we may have got a, a significantly decent bit of business done with Kivior coming through the door. Uh, a lot of people have been wondering about Kieran Tierney, and so I thought I'd take the opportunity to ask Mikel Arteta if not playing Tierney kind of adds pressure on a potential summer exit rather predictably even though I really wanted to get a question about Kieran Tierney he says I don't know I'm not thinking about that I'm thinking about what's best for the team and the players who earn the minutes to play that they all deserve we're going to try and do that in the next couple of games again maybe that's an indication that we'll see Kieran Tierney get some more minutes in um, in the coming games that we're going to have, obviously the Europa League is going to be a big opportunity to see um, to see Kieran Tierney, to see Kivio, to see Smith Rowe, probably to see other players involved like Fabio Vieira as well. Players that have not been getting too many minutes, I imagine, will start playing in that Europa League game against Sporting. Um, but I did want to make sure to get a question because I think it's a topic that needs to be asked, and so. Uh, I did, but ultimately didn't really get much on his thoughts about Kieran Tierney's potential future, which is unsurprising. Anyway, uh, Nuno Tavares, according to L'Equipe, uh, was reportedly allowed to leave in the summer because there was question marks over his behaviour in training last season. Now, I think I remember seeing some reports and some whispers about some issues in training with Tavares last year, but didn't really pay them too much attention. Well, a report has come out from L'Equip suggesting that Tavares is indeed away from the club at the moment with the potential for those behavioural issues to be something of a reason as to why. Uh, it says here, Mikel Arteta and his staff were often annoyed with by the behaviour of Tavares and that's why they agreed to let him go on loan to Marseille. Obviously, he's had a very good season this season with Marseille. Six goals already from that left wing-back role and will come back to Arsenal in the summer. He was speaking to the media recently and didn't really offer too much about his future, just said that he will indeed return to Arsenal in the summer. Still very young. Arsenal signed him for only £7 million. And he's still got a lengthy contract. So if they do want to sell him, you'd think they'd be able to make a very decent profit from him. You'd certainly think upwards of maybe maybe around £20 million about what he would be worth. I know a lot of people seem to think he'd be worth upwards of £30 million, But in the reality of this world, I just don't think you're going to get that for Tavares. But we've always gone back and forth about the idea of selling Tavares and how much he might be worth. But yes, uh, I think you're probably looking at a figure closer to 20 than anything higher than 30. 
Anyway, Arsenal target Vita Roque, the player that we know that was linked to been playing for Brazil's youth side on an international level. He's been coming out and talking about how he's desperate to basically move to Barcelona. Um, Barcelona certainly are a club that have been attractive for plenty of players like uh, Vita Roque and other Brazilian talents that have always seen the likes of Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, uh, and he said Deco then, the Portuguese player, but uh, plenty of Brazilian players that have gone to Barcelona and had great success, obviously strikers like Ronaldo, as I say, and Vitor Roque clearly sees that as a potential pathway for him. Arsenal have been linked to him, but Clearly, he seems to uh, want to move to Barca more than anyone else. Arsenal are also said to be tracking £40 million sale to uh, Vigo-rated attacking midfielder Gabri Vega. I can't say I know too much about Gabri Vega whatsoever, but Arsenal, along with a number of other teams, are said to have an interest in the player. Newcastle on another side are also said to be tracking him. That's €40 million, Euros, so it could be available for around £34 million. Arsenal do have plenty of attacking midfielders in Smith Rowe, Erdegaard, and Fabio Vieira. So you'd think that one of those would probably have to leave if we had to make space for Vega, one to keep an eye on up until the summer. Now our headline story of the day. Gabriel Jesus posted a major fitness update, clearly training with the use of his knee, twisting, turning, moving, running, sprinting, and doing some really good work. He was also pictured working with the first team. He's not yet, as as far as I understand, been involved in full training, but he is indeed working his way back. And uh, seeing him back on the field with the first team, he was pictured alongside Sakura in one of the photos that was released is just such a massive boost to see Gabriel Jesus very, very close, it seems, to getting back involved in full training. But just to see him back and on the field and with the team is really, really positive. We knew that we would hopefully be getting him back in early March. It seems like he's on track to indeed succeed in that aim, to be back by early March. And who knows, maybe we'll get a glimpse of him in those Europa League fixtures against Sporting. Next week might come too early. But the second leg, who knows? Maybe we will see him. Okay, let's go to part two and your questions right after this. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's go into the chat and go through some of your questions then. James says, who is the bigger threat this season, Man City or Man United? Man City. 
very, very easily. Uh, let's go to uh, Jashar. So is Gabri Vega Brazilian or Portuguese? Um, as I said before, I don't really know too much about Gabri Vega uh, whatsoever. Uh, he's currently a Spanish under-21 international playing for Celta Vigo in La Liga. Eight goals and three assists in 22 games for the 20-year-old. Clearly impressing during his time Will Celta, but as I say, I don't know much about him. It's said here that he's played at centre forward, he's played on the right wing, he's played the majority of his games as a nine, but can also play in midfield. Perhaps he's being looked at as that potential left eight. But as I say, I don't want to go into too much detail about him because I've not had the chance to look into him enough. But if he has played attacking midfield and centre midfield, maybe that is a bit of an indication that he can play that left eight role. Um, that we're trying to find somebody to take over for the long term. But who knows? Maybe we already have that player in Fabio Vieira. Um, Fuad says, Tom, can you explain a little bit on the embargoed questions and what it's for? Also, are different uh, are the questions different, the normal ones, at the beginning? Thanks. Well, first of all, if you, ever, if you want to go and watch the section of the embargoed uh, questions, they also get released, I believe, on the Arsenal and Haters, so you can watch both. I think one of the reasons around why we do that is because it gives an opportunity for some uh, media outlets to obviously write up their stories around the quotes and then they can release those quotes at a later time. And that's the first time they would go out there to get exposure on people's articles that they want to write different stories on. So it makes sense. You've got a lot of kind of live broadcast. I usually ask questions in the live broadcast section. That's why you hear my voice when you go and listen to the the press conferences back the first time around. And then there's a section afterwards for like when they're going to release later quotes so that people in the newspapers can write up their stories around those quotes without them already being out there in the ether. So it gives you more of an incentive to you know, go and read the articles that people have given uh, time to to write the the articles around. So that's as far as I'm understanding of it, and obviously I'm very new to this as well, um, but when we're in the mix zone as well with the players, often we don't release. Uh, we'll obviously talk to the player after the game and then we'll agree on a time for those play- for those quotes to go out just because it's it enables us to kind of get the pieces written up all together. So it's not a case of, so if you've got six or seven journalists in one mix zone and you're all asking questions, it's not a case of whoever writes the article the quickest gets the quotes out first. We all have an agreed time that we would release those quotes for so that we can all write our own pieces our own stories on what we want to do and then they can go out at the same time so it makes it fair for everybody so i'm hoping that explains why we have those different time slots for for articles but that's my only understanding there may be more reasons around it that i'm unaware of because as i say i've only been in this situation for a shorter period of time uh let's go to faz says morning tom hope all is well when the uh, when is the merch dropping and can we make sure we have some black and gold themed gear i can't wait through not to the arsenal tonight coming you gooners as soon as i have more information i'll tell you i'm really hoping that it's going to be ready before i go to chicago because i'd like to be able to take some with me um but yes uh hopefully fingers crossed we'll uh we'll be able to to get that sorted soon as I've, if you don't know we're going to be launching some non-profit merch half of which the profits will be going to the arsenal foundation the other half will be going to cancer mcmillan support so i'm really looking forward to when we can finally start releasing those we're just waiting on kind of a website situation at the moment so that people can actually go onto our website and uh and and buy them that's what we're waiting on at the moment but they are all uh it's all in the pipeline, so don't worry. It's still moving, certainly so. Uh, YouTube user Derek says, uh, Tom, are the Milinkovic-Savic rumours true going to the match tonight? Absolutely buzzing. Well, enjoy it, Derek. I hope you have a great time, first of all. Regarding the rumours to Savic, Arsenal have been linked with Milinkovic-Savic for a long, long time. 
so it's difficult to ever know whether or not they're true and how true because it's and the word how true is kind of, kind of along the if you imagine like a transfer as a spectrum and one end of the spectrum is not true and the other end of the spectrum is true you can be somewhere along that line in the sense of there might be an interest and it's lingered for quite some time but there's never going to be a move for the player unless something changes i think we're probably somewhere along the spectrum closer to the not happening end but who knows? Maybe maybe we're further along than I can interpret right now. Uh, David says, Tom, do you think Nketiah's intro into the team has anything to do with Gabby's drop in form? Trossard seems to be a Jesus type forward and see what that's done for Gabby. I know that Gabby was better. I wouldn't say he was like starring, you know, against Leicester. I thought he was really good. I liked him a lot. And that's in the context of the last few games. And I think that Trossard's introduction certainly was a big factor in why he improved. Um Nketiah has done a very good job in his stead, in Gabriel Jesus's stead. You know, if you think about the facts, I think we were five points clear at the World Cup and when that finished. And we have maintained that five-point gap despite not having Gabriel Jesus. Well, we've maintained it if we, of course, do end up beating Everton tonight. But we would have maintained that gap despite Jesus not being there. That's a big, big thing. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that uh, we do that tonight and then we won't even have to worry about that because Jesus will be back very soon indeed. Um, let's go to uh, Yusuf. If you want to know my thoughts around who should start in Ketia or Trossard, go and watch our preview show last night. I answer all those types of questions about today's game in our preview show that went out yesterday. Um, let's go to Gavin. He says, what do we have to do to shake off the Everton hoodoo tonight? Well, to be fair, there isn't really much of a hoodoo when we play them at home. We've got a very, very good... I think we've won seven of our last eight games at home against Everton. We have a very good record against them at the Emirates. So let's hope that we can continue that. So there you go. Um, <laughs> some of these questions. Um, let's go to Wayne says, Tom, do we sell good players like Kieran Tinney to, to potential rivals like Newcastle if they're the only clubs willing to pay big fees? I mean, it, it's, it's part of, I think, what happens. If the only teams that are going to be able to pay the money that you want for a player are those play, are those teams like Newcastle who could be potential rivals, it's, it's difficult to turn around and say no when the money comes. The same way that we, of course, signed Gabriel Jesus and Alexander Zinchenko. And that's had a negative impact, if you arguably on City, because we're now rivaling them for the title this season. It's really difficult to answer the question because I it's it's almost impossible to have like a clear cut answer because either way there is drawbacks and the other side there are benefits but also drawbacks if you sell him you get a very decent fee you would hope but he goes to one of your rivals if you keep him how much use are you going to get out of Kieran Tierney when you've got Zinchenko and potentially another left back still at the club as well Tavares or Lino Sosa coming through or maybe a new signing and then you don't make the money that you could make on a player that's at the peak of his potential value for Arsenal this season. It's difficult, isn't it? And when I say the peak of his potential value, arguably he was worth more last season because he was playing. But, you know, he's only going to go down in value, I think, as his contract begins to diminish and Zinchenko continues to play more games than him. Uh, let's go to Sir Nicholas. He says, Tom, are there ever player trades in European football? I can't think of one. And as an American, that's quite used to seeing them. I'd like to know why they're so rare if not ever. Player trades do tend to happen more on the continent than they do in the UK. Um, I'm trying to think. If you actually want to do some reading around Napoli, Napoli have got into a little bit of trouble 
allegedly, um, through some deals with players like Victor Ozimen, um being signed from Lille. That saw some players go in the other direction, but it's certainly worth doing some reading around that um, to find out a bit more on what's going on. But there are more player trades on the continent than there are here, and they usually happen in Italy uh, more than anywhere else. Let's go to... Jason says, who's had the biggest impact so far at Arsenal, Trossard or Jorginho? I think Jorginho. Uh, the reason why I think it's Jorginho is because, A, obviously, his winning moment against Aston Villa. But we've actually lost Partey for a period of the season. Like, he's been out injured for a couple of games. And Jorginho's come in and had a significant impact in his absence. He wasn't fit enough to start against Leicester. Jorginho was great. He wasn't fit enough to play against Villa. Jorginho was great. He wasn't fit enough to play against City. And although we lost that game, I think Jorginho was one of our standout, if not our standout player. So absolutely, I think Jorginho uh, is the one. Uh, Golden Owl says, what channel is the Arsenal game on today? It's not being televised in the UK. Uh, You aren't able to watch the game unless... um, you're there, or you have access to uh, maybe a VPN <laughs> to use something else. I don't know which VPN that you might use, though, um, but maybe that's something that you could do uh, if you have a way around it. Uh, Matt G says, Tom, before the uh, before the Villa game, BBC put an article out saying Arsenal had been held to a 2-2 draw. How could such a huge mistake happen? Sometimes you press a button that you're not, you're not meant to press. Um I, I, look, I'd be very, I'd be lying if I said I haven't made a mistake um, and I didn't empathise with the person that posted that. Down in the bottom of like the way in which we write articles, the system that we use, in the bottom right-hand corner, there's three buttons. There's one that says save, there's one that says publish, and there's one that says, uh, I think it's like the one if you want to turn into a draft or you want to schedule it or something like that. It's very, they're very close to each other, the save button and the publish button. And I'd be lying if I said I've never pressed the publish button when I meant to press the save button. So look, human error happens, you know, and to be honest, that's the only example I can think of of that happening. Um, It's just a mistake. It's just one of those things. Humans make mistakes. It's a high pressure moment in the game um, and they've just clicked the wrong button. So I have got, I've got empathy um, uh, for the person that made that error. Um, I'm sure that what they were doing was, is usually I write my articles on a separate file to the, system that we write the articles on so i'll like write my article up in word and then transfer it over to the the system that we use to publish our articles i'm assuming that's probably what happened in this case the person was writing up the full match report with the 4-2 score line on something else they clicked over to the other thing where they're about to put their article into and they've accidentally pressed the wrong button i'm assuming that's just what's happened matt i don't think it's that deep it's just one of those human errors unfortunately um and certainly, you know, everyone makes mistakes. So I'm not going <laughs> to chastise the person who made that error. Um, let's go to um, Dennis. He says, hi, Tom. And considering Gusto's price, that was the um, the guy that's joined Chelsea from Leon. Do you think that we're undervaluing Nuno? Personally, I don't want to see him go without the chance of linking up with the Smith. Um I think we have seen him link up with the Smith, have we not? For Arsenal, he did that last season at certain points during the campaign. Um, I think he did it against Watford. I think he did it against Leicester. I think he did it against um, Newcastle at home. But um, I think that I, I think that when it comes to Nuno's price tag, immediately people are going to think, well, he's young. He's playing every game nearly for Marseille. Scored a fair few goals. He's going to go for loads of money. Now, if a Premier League team comes in for him, we might be able to get the the figure closer to 30. So I think that's potentially 
where you could start seeing the money rise. If, uh, say, a Brighton, I'm trying to think of teams that might play with more kind of attacking fullbacks. And Brighton obviously used had Kukurea. Maybe Brighton have got a fair bit of money as well. We know they do. Um, who else you would think? Chelsea, ironically. They're a mid-table team, aren't they, that play with wingbacks? Um, you know, if a Premier League team comes in for... Uh, for Tavares, I think that there's potential for us to get a bigger fee. But the most likely scenario is that it's going to be a club on the continent that signs Tavares, because I just don't think the Premier League clubs are going to be looking. I might be wrong. I just don't think the Premier League clubs are looking at Tavares at the moment. And maybe that means that Arsenal are only able to get a 20, maybe 25 million pound fee. When I was speaking to a, a Marseille supporting friend of mine, and we've talked to Ben from the Marseille View a lot on the show, I said to him, do you think he's worth about 20 million? And he said, max 20 million. And this is someone that watches him every single game. You know, So he's, he's not just looking at a young guy with six goals at left back in Liga and going, wow, he must be worth loads. Ben watches him every single game, knows his level, knows what he's producing, and he thinks that he's worth around that 20 million figure as well. So it's 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 too difficult. When you think about playing games on social, on social media or games consoles around career modes and football manager, it makes prices kind of weird. So no, uh, I do think um, I do think unfortunately that. Uh, we're not going to be able to get the, the big, big fees that people are thinking. Um, whenever I see one of my least favorite things to see, and it, whenever I say this, it sparks a lot of people to go and put it out there. But it's like they write a list of ins and outs for the summer with like the amount of money that goes next to each player and the amount of misinterpretation on player sales. Um, I've seen people think that we're going to get 20 plus million for Nicola Pepe. We'll be lucky if we get 15 million for Nicolas Pepe. Let me tell you that. We'll be lucky to get 15 million quid for Nicolas Pepe in the summer. He's got a year left on his deal. He's doing semi-okay for Nice in Liga. You know, we'll be lucky to get 15 million for Nicola Pepe in the summer. And if someone offers me 15 million, I'd bite your arm off for it. So that that is the situation that we've got. Um, and it's just very, very difficult to, to arguably get the big, big fees at times. And then what will happen is people are going to look at uh, Edu and say, oh, it's Edu's fault because he can't get big fees. There are players that he should be getting good fees for. Tavares is one, and I think a good fee is 20 million. If he can get 15 million for Nicola Pepe, if he can get 40 million for Kieran Tierney, you know, if you can get those kind of figures, if you're going to sell Balogun, you've got to be looking to get him gone for 30 to 40 max, uh, like around probably 40 end max, upwards of 30 um, to move on following Balogun. So, and it depends on who those teams that come in for them are and if they've got the financial capacity to be able to afford those types of figures. There's just so many factors involved. Contract length, the club that they're selling them from, the club that's buying them, their age, their record, their injury record, um, the agents, the intermediaries that are involved in the deal, whether or not there's more than one club that are interested in signing them, um, disciplinary records, the record of the, the club that are selling them, their reputation in the market. There's so many factors that are involved in the selling process of a player before you get to evaluation of what that player's worth that sometimes we're like, oh, he's young. He's he's doing really well. He must be worth 40 million. It's just not that simple. Like There's just so many other factors that are involved uh, in the deal at the moment. Um, Ali says, is Partey 100%? Not at the moment. Uh, he's only had a couple of sessions, as Arteta said in his press conference, 
I'd be surprised if he started tonight. I think Jorginho will start. If you want to read my predicted 11, you can go and do that over on football.london. That article went out this morning, and I'll be covering the game, of course, for FL tonight as well. So make sure that you tune in for our live blog a little bit later on today. Um, let's go to... Um, <laughs> Uh, let's go. <laughs> Carl Inns, Charles Watts, Tom Canton, 40 million. Outs, TV, 2.5 million. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Charles, Charles's channel. Yeah, you're going you're to absolutely be going. Surely I think uh, it must be like the subscriber count uh, that's like the, the millions. So you got Charles at 80 million pounds. He's a record signing. Let's hope he's not another Nicola Pepe. Um, let's go to Benito says, why don't we rest Xhaka and play Jorginho and Partey? A, because I don't think Partey is fully fit. B, because... I think that if you're going to rest Xhaka, you probably should bring in Fabio Vieira to that role for tonight's game. I, 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 you know, a lot of people want to see Jorginho and Partey play together. I think that restricts you too much in terms of your pro- progression. I'd rather Fabio Vieira came in for Xhaka and we saw him play. Or Smith Rowe came in or Trossard came into that position. You know, I think there are options at left eight that we haven't yet tried. And I think that we, we've, got to try, <clears throat> we've got to try them at some point. Excuse me, two seconds. Oh, dear. Needed a drink then. Uh, let's, we'll take a few more because um, I'm not working until later. So I've got some time. Unless my voice starts giving out on me, then we will indeed wrap up. Um, Camera Up says, if you could keep one player from this current team for five years, who would it be? Also, if it's Saka, who else? Uh, yeah, Saka's the obvious choice. If not, Saliba, I think, is obviously the other one that you would look to try and keep for the next five years. I mean, Gabriel Jesus. <laughs> it's just... Uh, someone that you want to stay fit for the next five years. He's very, very important to what we do. But Saka, Zaliba, Martinelli, Jesus. Uh, James says, what about Kivior at six and Jorginho at eight? No, Kivior is more of a centre-back than a a CDM. Uh, I don't see that being his future. I don't see that being where he's going to go. So, uh, yeah, no. I just don't think Kivior is going to be a DM for Arsenal. I think he can play there as a last, last, last resort. But I agree with Paul when he was talking about Ben White. Uh, on the Vision podcast this week, um, that absolutely he sh- like we should be thinking about. Well, we should be thinking about the fact that he's not. He was he's kind of put in the DM position as necessities. He was put there because they absolutely had no other choice at the time, Leeds, but to play him there. And I think that when it comes down to signing a player in a certain position, you do that because you need them to play there as a necessity. But when you sign somebody, you brought them in for that role, and we've brought in Kivior to be a left sided centre back. So. That's where we're going to play. Um, I need to tell you also, for those that don't know, in April, we will be doing a live podcast in Chicago. I'll be going out to the US uh, to join up with the guys that are producing the Arsenal fan event, Guna Palooza. So do go join us. Uh, you can get involved by going to the Chicago Gooners website and you can find out about tickets and stuff like that. Tickets will be going out on the 10th of March. Uh, it's a back-to-back podcast. That's not one after the other. That's together. I tried to make this look like a bit of a, a music festival lineup. So back to back means on at the same time. Uh, we'll be joining uh, Elliot and Paul from the Arsenal Vision, and John will be on my side of things, on the TG side of things, and everything is going to be hosted by Mike from the Gooners Pod. So if you are interested in coming, uh, it's going to be at the Red Line VR in Chicago on the 22nd of April, starting at 1 p.m. And uh, ticket information will be dropping on the website around the 10th of March. So make sure you get involved. Uh, It's going to be a great, great, fantastic event for those that are over 
in the uh, northern aspects of America. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, thank you so much, guys, uh, for tuning in. I really appreciate your time, as always. Do drop a like on the video and subscribe. If you want to get all of my thoughts around tonight's game, as I say, go and check out our preview show that we did last night. It's got predictions. It's got lineups. It's got every bit of discussion you could want. It's got some stuff also about... Um, Oh, what else? We talked about something else as well. Oh, the, the comparisons with Chelsea and Graham Potter as well were talked about. So there you go. Um, thank you so much, guys, for listening. Um, I will see you tomorrow morning for the breakdown of tonight's game against Everton. We'll have a raw reaction show out for you at 8 a.m. I hope you have a brilliant day, a brilliant end to your day as well with an Arsenal victory to round things off as Arsenal hope to go five points clear at the top of the Premier League table. See you soon. And as always... Up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your Mook delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.